Before we get started with today's episode, if you resonate with any of the topics discussed during the podcast, you will love my six-week Set Your Mind to It one-on-one coaching program. This program is designed to give you the support you need to help find your purpose and redirect your life so that you can create the life of your dreams. Head over to my Instagram at Michaela Campbell or click on the link in the show notes to head to my website where you can book in a free one-on-one coaching call to find out more about how I can support you to create your dream life. Hi, and welcome to episode 51 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips, and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So welcome back for another podcast episode. This is exciting for me because although I've done many podcast episodes now, 51, like that is mind-blowing, today is my first time, hopefully, fingers crossed, doing a successful video podcast and Oh, I am stoked to do this. It feels like something really exciting. It feels like a new chapter opening up the next level. I did try to do this for the last episode and unfortunately, to my devastation, it didn't work. I have since figured out why it didn't work, but it means that I'm starting again and I'm hoping this works, but it's weird. I'm actually nervous like, (laughs) and I'm going to share this with you because I always think the most relatable, best kind of content is the stuff where like people share a bit of vulnerability. I've gotten to the point where I can sit down behind my microphone and that feels really comfortable. I'm really proud of the point that I've gotten to, not with public speaking, but with being able to speak fluently, coherently, have collectively like gotten my thoughts together, even though that wasn't the best example of it. But sitting down to record to a camera, like where do I look? Like it's a whole new ballpark. So I'm excited for the challenge and I want to just, as always, kind of use the start of this episode to do a bit of a recap. If you are finding me for the first time through this video, welcome. This is all about mindset and basically at the start of every episode, I like to just share what's been going on for me. Because I want it to feel like a chat with a friend. I want you to know me and I want you to feel like you can connect and relate to me because this podcast for me was never for me to preach what I know and this is how you should do it. It's a way for me to share my experiences, my advice based off what I've gone through, Um, but nothing like it's just I've gone through it and I just thought it'd be really cool because I was spending so much time on personal development, podcasts, books, like consuming a whole lot of knowledge, I thought it'd be really cool to have a way to, rather than just consume information, also produce some kind of like, it didn't have to be content, but it is content, I guess, just to share so that, you know, I'm sharing what I'm learning. Like I'm going to be learning it either way. Why not share that and document that in some form? Because then if it helps one person, I literally said this when I started, it put me so far out of my comfort zone 51 episodes ago when I started this podcast. I was like, if it helps one person by me sharing the things that I'm going to keep on learning anyway, why not just like share my story? I felt that there wasn't much out there in the way of, I really love listening to solo podcasts. There's so many amazing interviews, but I was finding it really hard to find people that were like me 
in a similar situation that I really resonated with it with just doing it solo. So I thought, why not? Like everyone's going to be different. And this always sticks with me, this idea that you could be saying the same thing as someone else, but someone might need to hear it the way that you say it. So that's kind of a little background to the podcast. But if you're listening, you've probably heard this a million times because I tend to kind of share the journey because it's always the same things. It's always the lessons and the things that brought me to where they like I am now tend to be like there is those important lessons that I've learned but that's a little background on how I got from episode one to episode 51 and then I want to talk about I actually took the last few weeks off from the podcast I've had on and off periods with this podcast it is not uncommon for me to struggle and go okay I'm gonna pull back or there, I wouldn't call it quitting, but like this isn't being perfect. It's a roller coaster. Life is a roller coaster, really. And the podcast is just one of many ways that life is kind of played out. But I had a lot going on. I think episode 49 I did on overwhelm and overcoming it. And episode 50, which was a month, almost a month ago now, was about stepping into discomfort. So, little recap the life experiences for the past four weeks or so, I have had so much stress. My One of my three go-to emotions happens to be stress and I know that, I'm aware of it and I continue to try to work on that. Doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. Often means I need to take my own advice, step back, prior, um, like reprioritize and that's what I did. So I had all of these things going on and I decided okay, take the pressure off for the podcast. It's one of many plates I'm juggling. It will still be there. The people, you who is listening, will understand if I miss a couple of weeks because I want to come back and give my all, my full energy. I always say I want to turn up for these episodes when I'm in like a positive mindset. I always want to share the vulnerability. Like I was saying just before that I always find it more relatable when someone shares their vulnerabilities because then you can connect like humans are made to connect with vulnerability like that is like Brene Brown would say like vulnerability is connection you can't connect without vulnerability so I never want to show up here and just say oh like I figured this out this is like how you do this because I don't have it figured out I'm always learning and regressing and going back and having to relearn lessons like if you don't take a lesson on board life will throw it at you again until you actually like really understand that lesson. So I'm always like having to take my own advice and constantly practice what I preach. But I always like to come to this episode in like somewhat of a positive mindset. So I'm not just coming on here being like, oh, like life is hard. I haven't like I'm struggling because, you know, you want to hear the vulnerabilities, but you also want to hear like the upside to it. So I want to share from a positive place. And over the last few weeks, I was not in my most positive place and it's hard for me to admit that in some ways because I practice or I, I'm a coach, like I'm a mindset coach. So I feel like I should be able to pull myself out of funk. I feel like I should be able to pull myself out of negative thoughts. I completely believe that negative thoughts are a part of life. Like I don't think I should be happy all of the time, but I also feel like that I shouldn't wallow in negative emotions and I have the tools and the skills to go, okay, here's how I can reframe, new perspective. But, oh, the last month has been a lot. (laughs) Like 
a lot. And I guess what's kind of brought me to now and I'll kind of back and forth and we'll go full circle, hey, (laughs) but I was listening to a podcast just today um, that I came across that shared by like a CEO who was saying, you have to listen to this episode. It's by the happiest man, like interviewing the happiest man on earth. It's the diary of a CEO. I can pop the link in the description, but he's basically reached 51 million people with the goal of reaching a billion people about how to be happy. And he was just sharing a lot of things about happiness, obviously, but there was one point where he shared that often the benefit outweighs the trauma. And I just felt like today, hey puppy, (laughs) today that couldn't have been truer. It hasn't been trauma, but it's been difficulties. And I thought you could definitely reframe that idea of the benefit of the difficulty often outweighs the difficulty itself. And for me, the past month or six weeks even, they've been difficult. They've been challenging. They've been stressful. They've thrown challenges at me that I haven't necessarily had to deal with before. But, oh my God, like this week, even though the past four to six weeks, like I was at like a, not my lowest of lows, like I've had much lower periods, but there were some low days. Like my thoughts, I was like, oh, like I wish I could put myself out of this. I know how to, but I was ruminating a bit on some thoughts and not in my most positive mindset. But this week, I feel like I've finally hit my stride. I've put into practice all the tools and the skills and everything in the last few weeks to finally feel like, oh, like the benefit does outweigh the hardship. Like I know that, but I'm only feeling it this week. And this week, like I feel on top of the world. And I'm going to give you specific examples in a second, but for comparison, like feeling low, low mood, low energy, um, completely, just completely overwhelmed and feeling some kinds of unsupported just in the sense that I am so independent but I was like I really want someone to lean on like I'm really really struggling to do this all on my own I know I can but like it's hard (laughs) that was like literally still up until last week and then this week I've just hit my stride it's been like diet's been good sleep's been good the whole time but exercise is like the best it's been I'm adding in extra um, and like feeling good I was feeling burnt out and doing less last week doing more this week and not feeling burnt out I'm feeling energized like today I'm feeling so inspired I've got new ideas even though I took a break from the podcast for a few weeks I've actually got so many ideas like I'm so pumped to share all of these topics I feel like I've got content for them because you go through the hardship and you learn the lesson. So all of a sudden I've got so much more to share, even though I had to pull back for a bit. Now I get to come back to it with even more energy, like full throttle rather than just kind of showing up and trying to like really push and go through like that resistance. I feel like I've found that really sweet spot where I accepted the situation, did what I needed to do. And I have like, I feel like I'm on the next level. I could feel completely different next week, but I just kind of want to share this because it really is a journey and I just want you to encourage you to embrace the difficulties because they serve a purpose and on this episode that I was listening to he was saying how he ran an experiment this I should have checked his name but the happiest man on earth 
one of the happiest men on earth, I think, was his the podcast title. He was like, yeah, very impressive uh, resume, like something to do with the tech guy of Google. Anyways, I'll pop it all in the description. But he shared how he had an experiment where he could erase someone's experience, like a negative, very traumatic experience. And when he offered that to people, like if I, you can erase this, but it will erase everything afterwards that happens as a result of that trauma. 99% of people didn't want to erase their trauma. And I was thinking of that. And it's so true. Like obviously 99% of people like will keep those traumatic events, those things, the hardships, the difficulties, because they shape you so much more than the easy times. You learn so much more and you come out the other side as a new person, a better person, a more resilient person, possibly a more positive person because you've seen the good and the bad of life. Like there's got to be rain to see the sun. Otherwise you don't appreciate the sun. You know, that kind of yin and yang to life. You can't just have one without the other. And I just thought that was so true. And I also remember like I've shared recently on Instagram a reel just where it was about going through the challenges to level up and level up and level up and, you know, keep giving me those challenges because I want to level up. And it's like, careful what you wish for, because I think I shared that right before I literally got into like this really challenging, like most stressful part of my like adult responsibilities. I was like, oh my gosh not the most, but one of the, like, it was stressful. And I was like, oh yeah, that was stressful. But I feel like now I've gone through it and leveling up, putting into practice those skills of dealing with overwhelm, prioritizing, and just being bloody resilient. So anyways, that's kind of like the moral of this episode, the inspiration behind it. And then I'm going to jump into the actual experiences that I've had so that you can then go, oh yeah, I relate to that because I always like to hear stories. I think that's how us humans connect best, right? Through stories. Basically the past like four to six weeks, I've had to, sorry, I'm going to change that language because anytime we use the language of like, I had to, I should, it's never true. That language is what causes us to suffer when we think we had to, like, oh, I should have to do this for my boss. I have to do all of that doesn't help. So I chose to is the language we should use, but this is why it's been like a challenging few weeks to actually implement those mindset and reframes. But I've had a lot of adjustments. So I have made a career change. I've also made the decision to relocate my life. And there's all those like stresses that follow with and I'm going to start from the start (laughs) basically about four weeks ago it was getting to the nitty-gritty of I had to decide what to do so I brought a house a year and a half ago it's almost ready in like three or four weeks probably three and I wanted to rent it out initially because I wasn't ready to uproot my life it's an hour away from where I'm living now and I'm in Perth if anyone knows Perth it's very much north and south of the river I'm a south of the river gal at the moment and I've been living south of the river for a year and a half now after moving here from Bendigo which was 3,000 kilometers away if you're not from Australia or you don't know the distance of Bendigo to Perth so Victoria to Western Australia 
and I love it. I've created a life that I really, really love. Like I tell people like, this is the happiest I've been in my whole life. Like I've got so much to share. Like I'm living my best life. Like I really am so happy with what I've created for myself that I don't want to change that. Like when you've got a good thing, why change it? But unfortunately, being me, I like to challenge myself because I always want to be growing and learning. That's my personality. Hence the podcast, set your mind to it. And (laughs) this happens to be one of those things where it was easier to stay in my, it has become a bit of a comfort zone having friends and a support network, but there's also very much a place for that. Like you want to support network, you want to feel safe and have a home and have friends and family, all those good things around you. Like we're social creatures. We need social connection. But then I had to make the decision of my house is over an hour away up north of the river. (laughs) And I had to make the decision about getting people to fill it or moving in. And it was stressing me the hell out. Like there was financial stress, timeline stress, like every kind of stress I could list or name, I had it about this decision of, do I move up into this brand new house, trying to organize? Well, actually, I wasn't even wanting to move up there. I was trying to organize everyone, uh, not everyone, but like trying to find someone to live in it, find housemates. It was just a lot and it wasn't working out with timeframes. I didn't have any set dates and overwhelm doesn't even cover the emotions that I was feeling. I was stressed beyond belief thinking I'm going to be out of pocket financially. I'm not going to be able to afford this. I was getting to the point where I was questioning my decision to actually buy this house because I brought it a year and a half ago. I was like, what have I done? I've put myself in such a tricky situation. I didn't think this through. I didn't think how this would position me down the track. I made the decision. I brought the house three weeks after or brought the house and land package three weeks after moving to a new state. Like it was madness. I was thinking, oh, I've made a mistake. So I was arguing with reality, like, and I've got so many tips that I want to share, but I was arguing with reality and I was suffering because I'd already made the decision to buy the house. And now I was dealing with the consequences of that action. And I was trying to argue with the past when I really just needed to focus on, okay, accept that. And what can I do about it now? And that's kind of the mindset I did get myself into. I was like, okay, this is the situation. I can't change it. I've got the mortgage. I need to deal with it. Let's find a way to take this and proactively manage it. Moving forwards, I need to do what's best for my mental health because I was stressed. Like I even had my housemates hating me after the fact, after the situation, like I kind of figured out what to do. Being like, I was worried about you. Like I was like, what do you mean? Because I thought I was not super cool, karma collector on the outside, but I thought I like somewhat had it together. I did not. But I made the decision that unfortunately, but maybe fortunately, yet another challenge to move up there. And an hour doesn't seem like much, but it is the difference of job, gym for me, that's a massive factor, friends, network, social life, all of it. It's all tied to here. So it means I'm going to reestablish everything up there. And yes, I can come back, but I think after doing such a big move and then loving it, it's scary to do another one because what if I don't love the next move as much? Like all those what ifs, right? But I decided, you know what? I've got to 
I've got to commit. I've got to do it. I committed a year and a half ago. I've got to move up there, even though I love what I've created here. There's nothing to say that it couldn't be better. And there's so many beliefs that have helped me through the past month or so. But what if it turns out better than I could have ever expected? Like that is such a helpful belief rather than being like, oh, like what if it doesn't work out? That's always a possibility. But what if it works out better than you could have ever imagined? That's also equally as possible. Neither have happened yet. So trying to think that way, more positively inclined for the future, our brains tend to be negatively wired. So thinking that way has kind of helped me being like, okay, this is an exciting chapter. I'm constantly preaching about how I love challenge and new like things in life and challenging myself so I can grow. This is a per I ask for it. I literally ask the universe without realizing, give me another obstacle, like give me another challenge because I've hit a like stagnant part of my life and I'm needing to up level or wanting to up level. So careful what you wish for. <laughs> but part of this meant that my job is 15 minutes from where I live now, therefore an hour from where I'm going to be living. And I had to make some really big decisions. And again, the universe tends to conspire in your favor if you let it like if you don't get in the way I just sometimes the timing of things is just too good too coincidental to explain otherwise you can have whatever beliefs you want but that's me I'm just like sometimes you just can't explain why that happened how that happened like you know that like it was meant to be like some of these things just work out and I've got a lot of goals I've got a little board actually down here of some of the goals that I have and I've gotten really clear I think I've done episodes on this before but setting goals visualizing your future I'm not I don't like the whole like manifestation term but I think goal setting I've had goals that I've forgotten about but I wrote them down and your subconscious I swear to god must remember or if you've got a powerful enough vision behind it a powerful enough why it aligns with your wants and needs you'll tick it off without realizing I go back and be like I've ticked off that goal as well like if you write it down and set your mind to it and give it enough time it's insane like ridiculous so basically my goal at the moment has been around creating a financial and location freedom lifestyle I don't want to be tied down to any one location and I want to be financially free. I've seen like so many people around me, family and friends, but more so like family struggle financially. And I want to break that mold. I want to be able to help them. I want to be able to be generous with my friends, with my family. I think there's definitely a place for struggle in life, but I don't think financially has to be one for me. I think I can be the one to overcome that. Like for my family, like be like, okay, like, Let's break the mold. I don't want to just be the like the middle class. Like I want to have abundance, which not everyone will understand. I don't tend to share this with a lot of people. I even feel a bit like hesitant sharing it here because you get a lot of like kickback because we're taught by society to be like, well, happy with your middle class income. And like, don't get me wrong, like absolutely 100% grateful for like being able to live in comfort. But you can be grateful for what you have and still want more. And that's something I'm still trying to work on to let go of the ideas around being like selfless and selfish. Like for me, it's still a concept I'm working on, but you know, I want to share it because I think 
that'll probably resonate with you if you're listening. If you're that type of person who wants to set your mind to it and also create a bit more for your life, if you're ambitious, that's me anyway. And so I got really clear on the intent that, you know, I started up and I've mentioned this in plenty of the episodes prior of starting my coaching business because it aligned with all of my goals of helping people, sharing what I know, passion. Like it was that Venn diagram of all coming together of that little sweet spot in the middle of I'm passionate about it. If I do say so myself, I feel like I'm good at it. Like it just feels like I'm like I'm I meant I can do it. I I just really believe I'm like, yeah, when I'm in a coaching session, I'm like I've got this. I can hold the space. It just works. I enjoy it. I do it in my spare time and it can meet those goals of financial freedom and location freedom because I can do it from my laptop and still help people still be connected with people because I'm a, I'm a people person I'm quite an extrovert I love being around people but that doesn't mean I can't do that by connecting virtually but in saying all of that I had a clear plan be like okay coaching business is gonna be like that path sometimes the universe takes you on a little detour to get to the end goal So you kind of got to be open to the idea of, well, I think so anyway, is getting really clear on your why, your intention, what you overall want, like what's the main, like the goal behind it, like what lifestyle do you want? Like what are you trying to achieve by getting that? You know, if you want to make lots of money, why? So what? If you want to have a successful business, why? So what? You want to retire early, why? So what? Like what do you want to do with that? And so for me, I got really clear on like, I want to travel. I want to be able to, you know, be generous with my money and time and like connect with friends and family and like travel and visit them, but also travel elsewhere and just like really enjoy life. This is lots of tangents, but I just get this idea that I don't know whether it was from working in the hospital setting as a physio, but I've gotten really against the idea of, waiting to live your life once you retire there is no guarantee that you're going to live till tomorrow let alone that you're going to live until 70 or 80 or 90 and who says you'll be in any kind of health to live all your dreams out in your 60s or 70s or 80s and I think it does come from a bit of the things that I've seen in the hospital but just for reference if this is of any interest to you I have seen so like it, it like it honestly breaks my heart in a way but also motivates me to like no end the amount of people that have so many chronic health conditions comorbidities cancer or illness anything like any of those kind of conditions that impact their ability to live their life there is so many people in hospital in their 60s that look like they're on their deathbed I bet you at 20 or 30, they were banking that they would retire and go travel then. They're in hospital on palliative care, on chemo, having surgery, like not knowing if they'll live another year. Why on earth would you or I wait till your 60s or 70s and hope that you don't get all of these chronic health conditions that we're all getting earlier and earlier because of our Western lifestyle? Like who are, like it's to me it I think of it, it feels entitled to think that we are going to get to live our lives in our sixties and seventies and eighties. Like oh, I just think the whole 
approach to life like deferred retirement like no I just think that's like for me I'm really passionate about it and I do think this is probably going to be where my coaching goes like down the route of freedom because this is a massive tangent but it's going to all come full circle I promise <laughs> I just you can't wait to live your life so my whole thing has been around I'm not going to assume like in my head I'm like I might have until I'm 30 and then if I get another decade and another decade and another decade after that amazing I get to write a whole new chapter each time but all the things that I want to do in my 60s or 70s when I retire I'm fast tracking them to my 20s and not a lot of people you might if you're listening you're my type of person but not everyone around you is going to relate or understand this unless you've managed to find these people but they're not as common as I would like them to be but those people that like surround yourself with people that have the drive and ambition to live their lives now rather than deferring it for 40 years time and hoping that you can still do all those things. So that's my why. It's a pretty strong one. I'm pretty passionate about it. I've gotten very clear on it for a very clear reason. I can, yeah, <laughs> obviously could speak about that for a while. All that brings me back to is that I know I want financial freedom so I can travel and location freedom so I can travel. The idea of only having four weeks a year, of like when you're in full-time work, only having four weeks of the year to live your life, ridiculous to me. Absolutely ridiculous. Weekends, sorry, not enough for me. I want to do a lot more. I have very big visions, very big dreams. And I'm not just going to live on the weekends. I want to live now. So (laughs) I got really clear on financial and location freedom. Coaching was the start and it is going to continue to be the path for me. And I mentioned in the last episode that I pursued a new job opportunity because it like met the criteria of my why. Completely different industry to physio, which I spent four years studying for. And so many people don't take that leap into a new industry because they invested time. But I've heard lots of stories about how you're better off going jumping ship now early on than waiting 40 years and being like, oh, should have jumped ship after a year and a half because either way, you're going to be existing and that time is going to pass so you may as well spend it doing something that you want to do that gets you closer to your goals even if it meant that you did four years and then you don't use it but you will use it in some way I believe so I jumped into a completely different industry applied didn't know if I'd get it It was completely scary and that was why the episode was about stepping into discomfort and then I got the position which was hella exciting and the past few weeks So not only have I been looking at moving house and then finding people to move up an hour away with, I've also accepted a new job, had to be doing all the training, had to quit another job and then also had to cut back at my other job to do this new job in literally I've gone from health to sales and marketing Everyone, I, I don't know if people understand when I tell them. I've had variations of this conversation with a lot of people when I finished up at one of my jobs um, as an F45 trainer, actually, because it was a completely different industry to fitness. <laughs> but I was like, in my heart, I knew my why. And I knew that I was doing it for the right reasons. Because at the end of the day, stepping into a sales and marketing role might seem completely random to someone else. But for me, it was a decision to learn skills that I know I need to serve my coaching business so that I can 
reach more people at the end of the day. Like this is a long-term vision for me. I am happy to put in the hard work now. I know that success doesn't come easily. You have to work for it. And I also wanted to work and be part of a team of people who think like me, of people who are ambitious, of people who have location freedom, who have financial freedom, who have done it, who know the path and can guide me and inspire me along the way because I know that I won't get to my goals if I don't surround myself by people that have similar goals or have achieved them and are ahead of me in the journey. You've got to surround yourself with like-minded or better people than you because you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with and I believe that 100%. And you've got to look around yourself. Like <laughs> you hear people being interviewed, like like very successful people say, I could look at your five friends and tell you what you look like, what your exercise regime is, what your like lifestyle is like, how successful, like what your finances are like by looking at the five people closest to you. And so I made that very conscious decision that I could stay in like my, I have nothing like this was the hardest thing to justify to myself and to kind of, I didn't have to explain it to others, but to rationalize in my head was that I didn't hate my job. And this is something that's really powerful that I don't think is shared a lot in common, but this idea that you don't have to hate your job to change your job. Mind blowing, right? (laughs) I first heard this concept years ago in Sam Laura Brown's podcast about get to a point or was it hers? No, Brooke Castillo. I talk about the two interchangeably because it's like Brooke Castillo taught Sam Laura Brown and Sam Laura Brown basically taught me by the podcast. (laughs) But Brooke Castillo talks about how get to a place where you change your thoughts so that you love your job and then leave it. Get to a place where you love your relationship and then leave it. Like anything, a bad situation, doesn't matter. It's a situation, it's neutral. So change your thoughts And then you can leave because you don't have to hate something to leave it. You can love it and leave it. I actually love being a hospital-based physio. Private practice, not so much. It wasn't for me. (laughs) We're all different. Hospital, I actually love it. Like I had the best week last week. I was working in a COVID ward and I may have been a little bit complaining. Like people like, oh, how's work? I was in the COVID ward. I actually loved it. I don't know why I bothered complaining. Like just human nature, right? But I actually loved working with those patients because I got to see them every day. They got to know me and I got to help them and I got to see them get better. I don't normally get that because I float around a lot. So it was like one week where I got continuity. I really love that. I love helping people. But I know I can help people in lots of different avenues. I know I can always come back around to it. I can do a bit of both. I don't have to do one or the other. You can dabble in multiple things. That is fine. I have to tell myself that. But I knew that Saying as a hospital physio, I will get 10, 20 years down the track and I can see exactly where I end up. And that's a good indicator. Like you can look at who else is in your company, your business, your position, but you know, in a higher position, do you want to be where they are in 10, 20 years? Are you happy with your career trajectory? For me, no, it doesn't serve my goals. It doesn't align with my values and my vision. I want to to travel and explore and live and have fun and have freedom. And I kind of went through, like this has been months of reflecting, getting coached on this kind of idea of it's okay to come back to something and try something different. 
So I've kind of let go of that attachment to I've got to be a physio for the significance of, you know, having done a degree and I'm working in like a good job. I've come to the realization that I can do something completely different and come back to that if it doesn't work out. It's okay to try a completely different industry if you can get the job. Like I was pretty fucking lucky. Excuse the language. (laughs) Sorry, dad, if you're listening. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I was pretty lucky to be able to get like a sales and marketing gig when I haven't had like a ton of sales and marketing experience but it aligned with me. I was a good fit for the company. And if it doesn't work out in the past, I would not have believed this, but I can try this gig, have it completely like I could be terrible at it and I can go back to where I was. And guess what? I've lost nothing. I'm exactly where I started and not in a bad way. I've probably learned new skills. I'm probably still further ahead because I've probably got skills and life experience and bigger network and probably more confidence from, you know, trying something different and putting myself out there, even if it doesn't really always work out. So this is like the growth mindset versus fixed mindset of being able to try it, have it fail and it be okay. Have it not completely shatter your self-worth. So that's been my other massive life change. But basically (laughs) coming to the point where I was able to make the decision to change my job. And this was also, it's we're finally coming full circle. If you're still listening, you've done well to bear with my very tangential storytelling. But this job, if it works out, and I'm taking a gamble, I'm taking a risk, I'm betting on myself to like put in the work and make it work, is a remote, like it's a location free, like location independent job and meaning basically a work from home job if I can make that work then I can make moving an hour away work and so all of these things somehow had to happen at the same time that I got a job that was remote I had my house finished at the same time I've had two of my best mates in Perth both decide that they would move up like it's over an hour away with me to my brand new house my housemate had to get also a new job at the same time for this to work out. So she was FIFO, um, so fly and fly out for anyone who's not familiar with that. So that she had the freedom for, again, location. My other mate had to make changes with her work and you like so much had to fall into place with timing for this. Like I couldn't have timed this or asked for it to work out better if I had tried. But then again, I kind of did ask. I had the clear goals. I knew what I wanted And I honestly believe that things will work out as they're meant to. Like, I don't know if this job will work out. But a month ago when I recorded this episode, I was saying I've applied for a job. It was so outside my comfort zone. Like, I remember, like, throwing my phone across the couch in anxiety. being like, what have I done? Like, I I can't apply for that kind of job. And now I'm working in it. I'm doing the work and just waiting to see how it turns out. And hopefully in another month, I'll be like, yeah, I'm crushing it. Which I kind of feel like I will be because... This podcast is called Set Your Mind to It and I'm feeling so inspired. I'm on top of my game. Like things are working out. It was a hard past month, house, job, so many changes and some people deal with change really well. I'm not one of them. I love the challenge of growth and adversity afterwards. I just don't do well during it. So I'm this weird paradoxical mix, which I think we all are. We're all like 
two versions, like two sides of everything, right? I hate change, but I love the benefit of it. (laughs) And so I constantly put myself into uncomfortable situations and force myself to grow because I love the outcome. I love learning and I love who I become by going through those difficulties and evolving. And I've got so much to share on, you know, kind of growing as a person, which I'm going to do some more episodes on, which is exciting, but um, like fear of judgment, I'm coming for you. That is like going to be a, a good episode, but there's been some hardships. That's my little story update. And, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, because I've been doing this for two years on and off now, thanks for sticking along for the journey, because I feel like each time you listen to this, you get like a little life update and it's like a little check-in with a friend, like a chat over coffee, but maybe you're out walking or having a coffee. I don't know. But also, if you're new to this, welcome <laughs> to the hecticness of my life. But I feel like this is like what I want because the more things that go on in my life, the more I can share. And I don't want to be the person who's just doing my nine to five because then I wouldn't have anything to share. I wouldn't be learning anything. And then I wouldn't have a podcast because I wouldn't have anything to talk about. So <laughs> it's not a bad thing. There's been a lot going on. It did mean I needed to take a step back, but that kind of wraps it up. I've come full circle. I think that's enough. <laughs> so I think the main takeaway from that is that yes, hardship is hard. <laughs> And hardship, difficulties are going to be difficult. But if you can shift that mindset to they serve a purpose and often the positives outweigh the negatives of any negative situation once you go through them. If you can develop the mindset and the tools and the resilience to go through these situations, you will come out on the next level like I honestly feel like I have taken such a big step up this week like it's nuts but it was like four to six weeks of struggle to finally get to this one week of feeling good so just want to give you that reference point if you want to have someone support you and be in your corner to help you because you're like okay Michaela great you've just told me all of these uh stories how do I do it what do I do how do you improve your mindset Like, I don't get it. That's what I'm here for, for coaching. Like, I honestly love it so much. I've got a six-week program. I honestly believe in it so much. I've taken a few people through it now and it is a game changer for each one of them. The changes have been astronomical in mindset, decreasing anxiety, improving confidence, improving self-worth, improving relationships. Like, the list goes on. It is like such a small investment of your time and money to invest in a coach. I invest in coaches myself. You can always invest in different people. You're going to learn different things from different people. But if you like the kind of things I share here, imagine having this, but in like answer to your specific difficulties. I'll give you all the tools that I've spent like five years consuming knowledge and you can apply them to your own life in like a much more condensed time frame. That's the beauty of coaching you get to take someone's years of experience and condense them into weeks so I'm going to pop the um, link in the description and if you're interested click on it book in we can have a chat and I can see if we might be able to work together because 
you can always use a coach. You can always have someone in your corner to get through hard times. They are hard, but you don't have to do it on your own. There is so many tools you can implement and to have someone in your corner while you implement them is the best thing you can do for yourself. So anyway, it's going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening and I'll chat to you all next time. 